Welcome to the Ethnos New Brunswick podcast. Thank you for taking the time to pause, reflect, and think about our spiritual journey together. As we continue our journey, informed by the life and teachings of Jesus, our conversation continues our series, Good News, as led by speaker Curtis Johnson. Uh, We are in a discussion series called Good News. It is through the Gospel Book of Mark. So this is through the biography of Jesus as told by one of his by one of his closest followers. Um, so it's, a, it's an exciting book. It was the first biography written, and so a lot of the other biographies uh, took, took a lot of notes from Mark. Uh, so it's when we're looking at a historically you know, accurate and traceable document, this is, this is as real as it gets. It was, it was within, within the generation of all the eyewitnesses, uh, and yeah, and it's collaborated by a number, a number of different sources. So it is, it is a, wonderful, a wonderful book to be going through. Uh, we call it good news uh, because you know, when Jesus came in the very first chapter, Jesus announced that he has good news. Uh, in that time, in that place, you know, good news had a very specific connotation. Uh, good news is what the Roman government would use when they came in and, and conquered a place. They were saying, good news, Rome is here. Our, our, our military protection is here. Our governance is here. Our, our, our culture is here. It was imperialism in all the possible ways you can imagine. And they were saying, this is a wonderful thing, good news. Um, coming into, into this paradigm, Jesus, Jesus used this phrase that would have been known by everyone and chose, chose intentionally to use this to spin that around and show how we really have a need for a much greater news than, than, than what the world was able to offer at the time. Uh, so if you, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going to dive today into the topic of the messages that we hear from other people. Uh, we're going to talk about how, how Jesus has authority uh, through his message, and we're going to talk about what that means in relation to all the, different, all the different voices we hear in our day-to-day lives, all the different messages we hear in our day-to-day lives. Uh, this, could be, you know, this could be a popular TED speaker that you, you've watched everything that they've ever put on YouTube. This could be a family member that, you know, that, or a religious figure that you look to for guidance in life. Or, or maybe this is you know, a scholar or a counselor that you, that you consult just to try to understand yourself and others a little bit better. Um, so, so yeah, we're, we'll discuss how this, what Jesus has to say is good news, how it was good news when, to the speakers that listened, heard it when he first said it, and how it continues to be good news uh, today. To get us started, I want to start us with this question. Uh, who is someone you listen to for guidance, and how did you choose to trust that person? So on this topic of the voices that we hear, the people who talk into our lives, who is someone that you listen to, and, and how did you choose to trust them? Uh, take a couple of minutes uh, with the partners at your table, and I will bring us back. All right. Uh, does anyone want to share what you or your table partner was talking about? About who is someone that you listen to for guidance, for inspiration, for encouragement? 
Um, whatever that, whatever you listen to them for, who is that person, and how did you choose to trust them? Yes, Emmy. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I had I had two. I like Ravi Zacharias, and I how did I choose to trust him? Well, because what he says is pretty, yeah, it's biblical. And then also Curtis. <laughs> I choose to trust him because I see how how much he how you love God and yeah. Thank you. This is my lovely wife. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, I, I feel like we, we shouldn't follow anything after that. But, um, but, but for the sake of conversation, anyone else have something? Great. We'll do a couple of people. Uh, one of the things our table shared was there was a lot of verification involved. Uh, there are very few people that get automatic trust. And a lot of trust is earned through uh, testing and verification of things they've said or by evaluating their actions. Great. Thanks, Jimmy. Yeah, we, we can give it up. Uh, anyone? Yeah, let's do one more person at least. One more person. Great. I can say this because he's not here today. But... <laughs> Um, I think that somebody that I trust most in my life is my dad, J just because, um, like, I trust my mom too, but we just fight too, <laughs> like, we're just, we're just too similar, and if we lived together, we would just, just kill everybody together, and it's just, like, wouldn't work, and so, like, I think both my mom and I go to my dad, because he's very, like, different from us, so, like, if I, so, like, for example, if I need to rant, I don't go to my dad, because he, like, is, like, well, did you like think about it from their perspective? And I'm like, I don't. so I go to my mom for that, and she's like, yeah, you're right, they do suck. <laughs> but like, I, I definitely go to my dad for like actual advice and stuff because he has he's like very level-headed and yeah, and he lets his like, it's not even like pastor because I don't really think he's a traditional pastor anyway. But I think that <laughs> like. I don't think that I've ever met a person that's like a better person than my dad. So like when I grow up, I want to be like my dad. But I'm probably going to end up being like my mom. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This, this is wonderful. Um, was not expecting, uh, wasn't expecting any of this. Um, <laughs> Um, so, so thank you everyone that shared. Uh, yeah, so today I, I just want to talk about this a little bit, about, about, about how we choose to accept a message and, and who do we accept it from. Um, so if you will, uh, we, will read, uh, we will read from the handout. Let's see, we will actually just read the first one, two, three paragraphs. The last two paragraphs are there for, for broader context. That is the whole passage from the Bible. We'll stick with the first three paragraphs. So I'll read it aloud for us. It says, they went to Capernaum, and they was uh, Jesus and his disciples. They went to Capernaum, and then, and when the Sabbath came, Jesus went into the synagogue and began to teach. The people were amazed at his teaching because he taught them as one who had authority, not as the teachers of the law. 
Just then, a man in their synagogue who was possessed by an impure spirit cried out, What do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Be quiet, said Jesus sternly. Come out of him. The impure spirit shook the man violently and came out of him with a shriek. The people were all so amazed that they asked each other, What is this? A new teaching? And with authority, he even gives orders to impure spirits, and they obey him. News about him spread quickly over the whole region of Galilee. All right. Um, so if you could turn to your, your table partners, your neighbors again, and just discuss from that first paragraph, what was something unique about what, how Jesus taught, and how did it compare to the message these people heard before? So what was unique from the first paragraph about how Jesus taught, and how did it compare to what they had been taught before? I'll bring us back in just a minute. We'll do this as a group. We don't have to run with the mic. All right. So uh, yeah, let's uh, let's hear what you and your table partner discussed, or table partners. Uh, what was unique about uh, about the way Jesus taught compared to the way that they had uh, heard before? Anyone want to raise their hand? I will give you the mic. You can speak into the mic. Wonderful. Two hands simultaneously. We can do them both. So the passage says that he spoke with authority. So we're just trying to figure out what specifically is entailed by that. So is it just more confidence? Does it mean that he just knows more than everybody else? But the passage says authority. So that's the right answer. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's the right answer. Did you want to add something over here? Yeah. We were talking about... Um, what the uh, the teachers of the law were like before Jesus, and were they were they very humble, or where do they? I think Dom talked about like they kind of were like you should be more like us, that kind of pride. So I'm just trying to see like I'm just trying to clarify the difference between Jesus and how they the the Pharisees were. Yeah, absolutely, Sean. Uh, the, the table I joined said something similar. Uh, what other group? How many other groups said something similar? Raise your hand if you talk. Yeah, a, a number of them. Okay. Um, any, anything else that, uh, that you guys talked about? Great. Last one, Heidi. Thank you. Uh, thinking about this, like the equivalent in academia, it's like hearing a lecture from someone who came up with a theory versus someone who's just teaching an intro level course and like maybe they might ultimately present the same information but the expert who came up with it all like they'll know all the context and it'll just be you know more present in their life present in your life thank you thank you thank you everyone uh, let's give a, a round of applause for all of our volunteers thank you um, yeah, I, I really appreciate your conversation, and I think it's so interesting the way the, way the Bible sets this scene up. Um, 
Everything from, from, like you were saying, Tim, the very specific, like explicitly said, he taught with authority, um, to, to the, the setting with the, the other, the supporting cast, so to speak, that, that you were talking about, Sean, um, and, and even, even where, where the people are, that, you know, this, um, you know, this, where, where's Jesus teaching? He's, he's teaching, he's teaching in, in a synagogue, um, and and that that is where he he chose to to have this moment um, that he began teaching the people at a local synagogue and um, you know I think that what's what, what's what's so cool about this is that you know Jesus Jesus went to the people you know Jesus went to the people where they were um, and, and yeah and met them where they were at. Uh, so I, I just I think that's that's such a such a hallmark about how how Jesus teaches. Um, certainly, certainly there's parts of the Bible where people are coming to Him, and and that's that that's wonderful. But uh, so much, so much of of what we see is is Jesus being the one to initiate. Um, and, and I, I just love that. That's a little bit of a side note. Um, wanted to wanted to mention that. I think that's 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 such a, a cool distinctive about who Jesus is and and how he did his life. Um, and uh, and yeah, I think uh, a, a lot of your a lot of the groups were talking about this this uh, topic of humility as well. And and you know you guys you guys are right. And and when we're talking about good news, how how is what Jesus said? You know, radically different. How does it actually address the needs? How does it address, address like, speak to people's hearts? And and absolutely, like you guys are talking about authenticity, humility, like living it out versus just versus just saying it. Absolutely, that is that was such a distinctive as well. Um, yeah. Um, so I think. Um, as I was talking about, you know, how, how Jesus went to meet the people, you know, these were people that were in a similar setting to as today. You know, it could be, it could be a Sunday gathering. It could be, you know, if we contextualize this, maybe Jesus would come and speak, like I was saying, at a, at a, at a TED lecture. Um, you know, these are people who are looking, that are looking for guidance, and, um, and, and they were looking for, they had questions, they were looking for, for fulfillment, and 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 he did that. They were trying to do the right thing, and and they lacked they lacked that authoritative voice in their lives that they had been looking for. And and Jesus really broke through and and brought that. Um, I think coming back coming back to our conversation of the people we seek for guidance or inspiration in our lives, um, and and the messages we receive from these various people. Um, I, I want to take a moment now to, to kind of take it on the flip side, kind of like what we were talking about with some of those teachers of the law. Um, who's ever had one of these one of these mentors, role models, whoever you want to, however, you, whatever label you want to put them, who's ever had one of these people let you down? And, well, yeah, a show of hands, just real quick. Who's ever had one of these people that you let speak into your life and, and they let you down? Okay, so, so a number of people, yeah. Um, you know whether, you know whether it was something. I, I think of a lot of the public figures. Uh, you know that's in in today's day of media. There's there there is never a, a, never an opportunity to lacking to to fumble over your words and 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 just lose lose all your followers. Um, you know and it's uh, 
And sometimes it's, people say things that are deeply hurtful, and it's just like, wow, you know, this was, this was someone that I really, I, I, I appreciated their, 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 their philosophies, they really inspired me, whatever that looks like. Um, you know, maybe uh, I, I think of, you know, sometimes it's, it's a family member, a family member or other loved one that, um, for however, uh, you know, they let you down, whether it's, again, through... It's sometimes it's, it's easier. It's it's <laughs> as Anna was saying, easier it's to to you know flip the. Have, well, did you think about it from their side? <laughs> and that's that's a great thing to think of. Um, but you know, I think sometimes uh, you know conversations turn into critique, and all of a sudden it's you know this was someone that I was coming to in humility, looking for looking for for guidance, looking for for comfort and reassurance, and and it was met by critique. Um, you know there. Are, there are, are so many different ways that, that we that this can play out that we can that we can experience that. Um, yeah, I, I want to take another moment in our conversation groups just to just to process that to talk about that. Um, you know, it has has that happened, and and how how have you processed that? What uh, what do you do with especially if it's someone that you've had a relationship and there you felt like there's so much good. And then this thing happens. Do, do you do you wash it away? What, what what how do you process it? What do you do with with that influence that has that has been wielded, but now you don't wish it? All right. Um, I, I feel like the the earlier conversation prompts were a little bit more lighthearted, and this one this one is a little bit more serious. Um, but I think it is something that that all of us all of us have experienced. Um, and so, if if a couple of you can share, please, uh, how how have you processed? What did you do when there was a formal a former role model or or person you looked up to? that uh, all of a sudden something's happened and you no longer, you can either no longer hold them in that relationship or if it's someone you didn't know, you cannot hold them in that same regard anymore. Hey, here we go, thank you. Um, so I think something for me, I realize if I'm at the point to where I feel like someone's let me down, I think those moments are very sobering because it causes me to reevaluate maybe expectations that I've placed on them that they can't necessarily fulfill, like the impossibility of that, um, and kind of this acknowledgement that they are also human too and that they're not perfect. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, round of applause. Thank you. Um, who, who else? Who else would like to share? Two hands. We'll go here first and then we'll come over there to Jefferson. So I think sometimes, um, you know, when there's a situation where um, the person we looked up to is maybe like sort of a celebrity or a public figure we don't know personally, and then they get they get embroiled in some big scandal and it's really disappointing. I think that's always a, a way to kind of reevaluate their standing in public life, maybe, and what we made out of it, and maybe kind of question a certain uh, maybe celebrity cult, even though they might be figures in the faith, but it's perhaps not that healthy to lift them up that high of a standing sometimes, anyway. Oh, great, thank you. Thank you, Dominic. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. 
Yeah, I was just about to clap to that because um, I actually looked up to a public figure in a sense. Um, his name is Dr. Ben Carson. Most of you might know, others don't know, but he wrote this book back in my uh, teenage years. It's called Gifted Hands, where he shared a lot of um, his personal troubles growing up in an urban and also impoverished neighborhood in Detroit and how he rose up from that. I looked to him as a role model to how he overcame his problems. Um, in fact, it's to him that I could probably say that I wanted to become a doctor in the first place um, because of how caring he was and how he would reevaluate his life and reconstruct his thinking to be more realistic instead of negative in light of the situation. But um, you guys probably know from 2016 how he uh, went to the dark side, as some people would say. <laughs> I don't want to put him out here like that, but I realized that, okay, I had to step back and say, okay, he's a human being. He has his own uh, political ideations and... Um, you know, he could always come back from that. I would look at him differently, but I always just want to remember that type of great role model I looked up to, personally. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jefferson. Uh, any, anyone else? Anyone else? All right. Um, so I felt like I was let down by um, an academic role model who I was working with as a student. Um, but I realized that when I felt like um, he had not presented um, wisdom that I had needed, um, that in some ways I was also to blame because I had failed to ask for it in ways that might have become clear that I, I was in need of um, greater guidance. Um, so it was, it was one of those um, moments where I felt like, oh, but if I feel like I condemn my role model, I'm also condemning myself. Um, uh, however justified that might be, so. All right, thank you, Jesse, thank you. All right, um, well, thank you everyone again for sharing. Uh, you know, as I, as I hear what you're saying, it, it's, uh, I mean, it, it just paints this picture to me of, of what, what this community that Jesus came into must have been like. Uh, we we see we we hear from from the the remaining balance of the biographies of Jesus that you know the the culture of the time uh, you know suffered from from deep hypocrisies um, not not unlike ours we are certainly not perfect um, but there was there were you know especially in the religious uh, figures there was a, a, the religious circles. There was, there was lots of actions that were, that were self-serving, that were, uh, yeah, self-elevating. Um, hypocrisy where it was maybe, maybe the, the words were taught on, on a given gathering, but then the, the life did not reflect it. And, and just thinking of that, thinking of Jesus, you know, taking a step into that community um, and, and speaking about good news, um, it was, it was a, a community ripe that, was, that I can only imagine um, was, was hurting. And not only were they faced with external oppression, they were, there was, there was the, the account that we see in Jesus' biographies. There was this internal, this internal just struggle uh, of, going, of going on that, uh, that, was, ready, that was ready to hear, to hear some genuine good news. Not, not that Rome was here, but that, but that there was a, redefin a new definition 
of so many of the things that we were looking for, so many of the p things that they were looking for. When, when Rome said, good news, you know, our military protection is here, Jesus, Jesus redefined, Jesus, throughout his teachings, he redefined what it means to be safe and secure when, you know, when they were, when they were looking at, at Rome as being, being able to now provide for us, to provide the infrastructure that we can, we can thrive economically. Jesus, Jesus spoke into that with, with, a, new, with a, new, a new teaching. And it wasn't, it wasn't radically new. It was, it was what you've been saying shifted just a few degrees. And, and those few degrees were so profound. Um, so yeah, uh, wanted, just wanted, to, wanted us to, to, see, to see that environment, to see that environment that, that Jesus stepped into. And, and I think, you know, it's not just the, the community that Jesus taught to. Um, you know, we talked about it. It's, we, we are only human. Uh, we, we, yeah, our ability to lead, to guide, to encourage is, is, is fallible. Um, you know, oftentimes we, we have the best intentions. Um, uh, honestly, probably more often than we're comfortable, we don't have the best intentions. Um, but nonetheless, you know, even when we have the best intentions, whether it's through, whether it's through simple short-sightedness, we didn't, we didn't see something, whether it's through groupthink, you know, that's, that's you know, we don't have to go far back in history to see the, the large errors of groupthink. Um, you know, it's, we, we are fallible. And, and so even, even with best intentions, you know, oftentimes what we, what we try to impart to others can be flawed. Um, and into this, into this paradigm that's really timeless, uh, Jesus, Jesus taught something differently. It says Jesus taught with authority. And I think that that is something that that is, you know, why does this matter? Why does this matter? Um, and I think that that is important because, you know, we, we, we have a reliable, we have an authoritative source of truth. And in a world that has so many, so many voices, whether, whether it's our, our celebrities, as Don was talking about, um, whether it was, especially like, I shared the same thing in our group that, you know, there's, there have been authors that I've, I've looked up to, I've, I've read, read their books with, with other, other Jesus followers, uh, you know, to encourage each other, and, you know, and, and I've, yeah, it's like when they when they come out with a new book, uh, you know, I'm I'm there, I'm I'm getting it, you know, and then and then this scandal hits, and it's like, man, can, can I, I these books were so meaningful, so such useful tools, you know, uh, just just a couple months ago, can could I now could I now use one of these books to you know similarly you know share in a reading with a couple other friends to to encourage ourselves, or or is that nullified? Um, so while we are fallible, Jesus was able to step into this, speak, speak with authority, speak with reliability and with truth. Um, you know, there's a, if we can get the, the supplemental verses uh, slide. Uh, this, as, I was, as I was thinking through this, it made me think of a couple, a couple Bible verses. Um, the, the first one that we see in Ephesians, and that says with, um, I'm summarizing the first part before the, the periods, without full knowledge of Jesus, we will be tossed back and forth by the waves, blown here and there by every wind of teaching, and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. 
And you know, I think that that's so true that if, if we do not have an objective source of truth, an objective source of, of authority, where, 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 where is north? You know, if where, where do we go? If we do not have an objective source to go by. Um, similarly, if we look, there's, I have the verse by in Proverbs that says, uh, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways submit to him, submit to God, that is, and he will make your paths straight. And again, you know, that's, if we do not have, if we do not have, you know, that, that, reliable, that reliable truth, you know, we, we will be battered around in the wind. We'll go one direction, then the next. Um, but, but Jesus, Jesus in his, in his authority and following him can make, can make our paths straight. Um, I, I realize that this, this can be, can be a little bit of a, of, uh, of a controversial or a difficult thought. I, uh, I, I imagine myself as I was preparing this, I, I did not grow up in, in a family that was, that was Christian. I, I was not a Jesus follower until, until my mid to late twenties. And and man, if you had told me, if you had told me when I was 22, <laughs> uh, that you need an objective source of truth, I, I would have I would have laughed. But I think I think as time has gone on, um, I, I have seen I have seen that, you know, again, you know, our our guidance. I have seen how fallible our guidance is. I've seen how, you know, time and again, how through our best efforts, it is we we will we will err. Um, even even when you try to inoculate, you know, by by getting multiple sources, again, um, you know, groupthink can be a significant issue as well. And even then, multiple sources does not yield yield the authoritative truth that we oftentimes need. Um, so so through this all, you know, I think the reason I want to talk that we want to talk about this is is that not only do, did Jesus teach with authority, but that we need a teacher with authority today. Um, that we need, we need an objective truth and we can, that we can look to for guidance, understanding our life, and um, yeah, and, and without it, it's like, as the supplemental passages showed, you know, we, we, will, we will have a, a, a very nonlinear path. Um, I think you know as as we look at you know why you know why you know through through this through this this discussion of of good news you know we're always going to talk about about what what did Jesus want you to know what was it why why did he want you to know it so so Jesus wanted wanted you to know that he alone can teach with authority these were people in his when he say that the teachers of the law did not teach with authority it wasn't for for lack of of scholarship. I mean, they, they, again, if you read the balance of Jesus' biographies, you see that they had spent their whole lives. So it was not from a lack of expertise. Um, it was not from a lack of trying. They, but they, yeah, so, so the, we, need, we need that source of authority. Um, and why? Because if, if we do not have it, what, what are we pursuing in life? The, we will... Yeah, we will be battered about by the winds and the waves. Um, so I think as we transition into a time of, of okay, what does this mean for us today? Um, yeah, I just wanna I want to take a, a moment to to invite us to to think, to 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 process, to reflect on where do we maybe need to seek 
Jesus's authority in our life. It's so easy. It's so easy to think about Jesus teaching authority, but then taking that that sometimes really big step to <laughs> surrendering our authority and and considering, okay, what maybe does God want in this situation is so different. Um, there's there's just so many voices, and they can be so loud. Um, like I think uh, I think I, I work in technology and. Um, you know, I, I think about, about this whole uh, unwritten dress code that we have uh, in, in like this modern tech world that's, that's like high, I, high fashion of I'm trying really hard to look like I'm not caring. You know, there's, there's, there's a, a watch you wear, there's a specific type of loafer you wear because again, you don't want to look too good, but you know, um, so, so what, like, the, you know, how, how are we supposed to appear? What, what are we looking for in, in our success? Um, you know, Jesus, Jesus redefines, I think, what success looks like. We will see that in coming weeks as we, as we read more about Jesus's life. Um, but I mean, if, if, if you know the ending of the story, that, that, should, be a, that should be a hint <laughs> that, that Jesus' life itself um, shows us a very different way. Um, I think of, you know, everything from, from how, yeah, how we raise children, how we, how we interact with others. There's, there's just such a powerful, such a powerful cultural force on us sometimes, and um, yeah, I just want us to take a moment, take, take this Sunday to, to think about what some of those messages are and where, where do we need to seek Jesus' specific truth, his specific authority over our lives. You know, what, what are the teachings that, that we need to hear? Um, again, whether it's success, whether it's happiness, whether it's relationships in our lives, um, what, what is it that we need to hear? I think for, you know, for many of us, this is going to look different. For, for those of us that are familiar with Jesus' teachings, um, I, I think, you know, we'll, the, the, we'll probably be able to see this. We'll probably be able to see that, wow, you know, I think, you know, in, in this part of Jesus' life, he talked about this. Uh, for those of us that don't necessarily come in with that background knowledge, um, I, I want to re- recall what we spoke about on our first week. Two weeks ago, you know, one of the things that UConn talked about was that just as Jesus came in and, and said there's good news and how, how there had been all this preparation, Yukon um, was talking about how, how, we, how we have been prepared. Um, and so whether you know those teachings or not, um, I imagine that, that we probably all have something that's, whether it's, a, whether it is, whether it's an internal desire that we just can't satisfy and we don't know why, or whether it's, again, you know a specific teaching and it's like, oh, yeah, I, I need to work on that. Um, I, I think that God has probably been preparing us, preparing us throughout, throughout these weeks to, to think about how we need Jesus' authority in our lives. Um, I think when we look at how, how do we practice this, I want to propose, propose a very practical method that we, that we can live this out. Um, you know, one of the things that one of the things that that um, that we do together as an ethnos community is is we gather together in smaller groups every every week, and we 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 read uh, Jesus's teachings, we pray together, we try to support each other, to encourage each other within God's truth, within His authority of what 
what he might be desiring for our lives. Uh, if, you, if you haven't checked those out yet, I want to encourage you. We call them our missional communities, and it's a place where, where we make a space for, for friendship, for this journey with Jesus, because it, it is a journey, and it requires, it requires, it requires friends. It requires uh, people to support us. Um, if we're in that second group I talked about where, you know, maybe, maybe you, you aren't a follower of Jesus, but you have, like I said, you have that, that sense of something that is unfulfilled, that there's a hunger, um, and, and, and you want to find out what that is, we have groups geared for, for that as well, for, for people to, in smaller settings, to really look at the life and teachings of Jesus and to make an adult decision for themselves is following Jesus something that we want to do, is seeking his truth, seeking his authority, something that we want to do. Um, I want to, yeah, I think is for, for everyone, it, we deserve, we, we owe it to ourselves to make an adult decision about Jesus. You know, we, so many of us are raised in communities that, that know of Jesus. Maybe you were dragged along to different gatherings. Um, whatever that looks like, I think we owe it to ourselves to, to look at it afresh and, and make that, that independent decision that hasn't been influenced so much by, by, um, by our, our families of origin. Um, as, we, as we get ready to transition to our closing time, I do want to invite up our musicians, and I want to invite us to consider you know, just, just what, what I've asked us. Is God trying to do something in your life? Um, one moment, I think Jefferson needs his music stand. <laughs> is, is God trying to do something in your life? And, and if so, I, I want to encourage us. I want to encourage us to process that. I want to encourage us to process that just, just through, through the music, through, through this time. You can process it individually. Um, I, I want to encourage us to, to process it uh, with, with our prayer team. We have a, a group that, that supports each other in the back that, you know, if you, if you are trying to do, discern uh, what, what maybe God is, is, is bringing up in your life, that's a wonderful place to go. Um, I also want to invite you to, to reflect on this through, through the act of communion. You know, the communion is, is the symbol of, of Jesus' body and his blood broken and shed for us, for, for our forgiveness, that we can have new life. And, and we take communion to, to, to experience, to, to reflect on that forgiveness af afresh. So I want to encourage us just to reflect in those three ways. And, um, and yeah, Yen Yen, please close us out. <laughs>